Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Cars, the copyrighted program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. Los Angeles Police calling all cars. Attention all cars to broadcast number 81 regarding the operation of a hot bond mob operating in Los Angeles. This gang is believed to be unloading for pretty boy Floyd. Lefty James is handling the investigation. That is all. Bird. Good evening, friends. 
You have often heard us plead the case of closer cooperation between the various law enforcement agencies. This is no idle treatment. The Los Angeles Police Department practices it. And now, since the federal government has begun its drive on racketeers, kidnappers, and bank robbers, it has become an increasingly pleasant duty to cooperate with G-men in their work of stamping out the gangsters. So quiet and unostentatious was the investigation we are about to dramatize for you tonight that few citizens realized at the time that our officers were combating one of the far-flung tentacles of the pretty boy Floyd mob. Yet, as you will see, the criminal activities of that late hoodlum and bank robber extended from his midland hunting grounds all the way to the Pacific coast. We want to see the boss. Why, uh, he's, uh, he's not in now. Come on, come on. Don't hand us that stuff. He's in all right, and he'll talk to us. Get out of the way, Mark. Hello, boys. Uh, I was just thinking of you. Yeah, I bet. Uh, you want to you sit down? We're only going to take a minute. And what we can say is we're going to say on our feet. What's the idea of sending back them five extra barrels of beer? Boys, I can't possibly sell more than ten barrels a day. From now on, you're taking fifteen. Well, I can't do it, boys. And where's your protection money? You didn't kick in this week. Well, I don't need the beer. Boys, I, I get all the protection I need from the police. Oh, yeah? In that case, you better take 20 barrels a day. I, I won't do it, boys. You'll ruin me. You're taking 20 barrels a day. I'll get my beer from, from somebody else first. Is that final, Blackie? Yes. That's all we wanted to know. <laughs> Just the racket. Prohibition contribution to criminal history. Beginning with the million-dollar bootleg business, it spread its tentacles to the trucking industry, the building trades, the cleaners and dyers. It strangled metropolitan America, made a travesty of American law and order, netted billions in illegal profits, created a modern robber baron, the big shot. Equipped with armored limousines, surrounded by vicious guardsmen, the big shot fought each other for supremacy. Okay, Eddie, slow down. There's Big Tom just coming out of that apartment house. Sammy, all that said, let him have it. Okay, Eddie, get going. Hey, Mike, you bumped off a kid. Now, what's the difference? I rubbed out Big Tom, didn't I? Thus did the vengeful bullets of gangland slain innocent victims. Outraged America's clamors for action. But the local authorities are powerless. Then the federal government throws its forces into the battle. At the headquarters of the Secret Service in Washington. You sent for me, Chief? Yeah. Got a job for you. Yes, sir? The federal government is going into the wholesale crook-catching business. They're going to clean up the racket. On what charges? There aren't any federal laws we can get them on except in violation of the 18th Amendment. And the government can't appropriate enough funds to bolster up the local enforcement authority. Now, wait a minute. That's all going to be changed. The president has promised to ask Congress for more stringent legislation on a number of charges. But there's one charge we can work on right now. What's that? Violation of the income tax law. These gangsters are making millions, and not a single one of them is paying income tax. Go out and build up a case against them. And the attorney general will prosecute us to the limit. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you.
taking care the federal investigators build their cases. One after another, the big shots topple, change their notorious names for numbers, file into federal penitentiary. An awakened citizenry votes prohibition into its legislative grave. Congress makes kidnapping a federal offense. One by one, the more lucrative crimes become difficult, more dangerous to commit. But in the underworld... Like they'll force us guys to go straight. Yeah? Yeah, there ain't no more liquor racket. Don't want to swing for kidnapping, do you? No, but before I'd go straight, I'd smash Percy. Yeah, that's about all that's left. That's the second story work. Now, well, you're forgetting the place where there's a big payoff. Yeah, what's that? The bank. Get the door where it's kept. Oh, that's one in the cash. I might get killed. What of it? From now on, it's them or us. So Prohibition indirectly spawned the most daring breed of bank robbers in history. John Dillinger. Babyface Nelson. Pretty Boy Floyd. No cracksmen bees, no snooping romantic midnight crawlers. Theirs is the direct method. Way Center, Kansas. Well, Mr. Potts, I think we'll be able to arrange that mortgage for you. Yeah, that's fine. If I can get my hands on that money, I'll be able to put in a new silo. Take them up. Yeah, well, well, well merciful heaven. I'll make no passes, no burglar laws, mister. I'll let you have it. I, I, I wasn't. Uh, you better not. I got men with Tommy guns all around the joint. I'll shove out all the dough you've got in your till there. But, but, come on, let's have it. All right. Uh, ain't much, but when you get what's in the safe... The safe? Sure, you left the back door open. One of my boys going through the safe now. All, all we've got back there is bonds. They belong to our customers. Now, what do we care? They were sold to us. Well, I got all the work to get, Floyd. Good. About how much? Well, about 30,000 bucks. That's fair enough. Now, listen, you two guys. My boys will be outside with their tomcats on the door. It won't be healthy for you to stick your noses out of this joint for 15 minutes. And a few weeks later, in Sheldon, Missouri. I'll get this, folks. No cause for alarm. You'll all be quiet. Close, if anyone gets out of line, I may have to wipe you out. Hey, pretty boys. Is it very big? Okay, get some of the boys and move it out. You heard me. We can't open their safe. We'll take it with us. Thus, the modus operandi of the pretty boy Floyd mob, which swept across the Middle West during 1933 and 34. Small town banks were their prey, and what they failed to realize on ready cash was compensated for the ease and safety of holding up these insufficiently protected institutions and the large amounts of gilt-edged securities which the safe contains. Securities representing the life savings of the merchants and farmers of these rural communities left with the bank for safekeeping. But hop bonds are dangerous possessions. And so after a swing through Kansas and Missouri, which had shown vast paper profits, pretty boy Floyd packs his portfolio and visits a Mr. E.F. Wagoner in Oklahoma City. Well, there you are, Elmer. 250 grand in bonds. Most of it, the best paper in the world. It's Liberty bonds. Uh, how much can you give me for them? Mm, of course, it's a million dollars. How much of it is in Liberty bonds? About 
reform boys. I don't make anything that way. Not much you don't. Now, look here. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll meet you halfway. Now, you know that your figure is a little too high. And you know that my figure is, well, maybe a trifle low. How about 15% apiece? Well, what's fair enough? Okay, it's the deal, then. Now, where do we start? Well, I know a guy at a jeweler store. I got contacts at several banks. Good afternoon, Mr. Hastings. Why, hello, Mr. Weber. How's the banking business these days? Well, we're managing to stay open. I guess that's something, eh? It surely is, the way things are. Uh, Mr. Hastings, I want you to meet a good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Frank Gerard. Well, how do you do, Mr. Gerard? I'm glad to know you. Mr. Gerard has some liberty bonds, and he needs some ready cash for a little business venture. I thought possibly you could make him a short-term loan on his bond. Well, I think that could be arranged. How much do you want to borrow, Mr. Gerard? Well, I'd like to get as near the face value as I can. Mm-hmm. And how many bonds have you? Fourteen thousand dollars. Thank you. Well, we could lend you $13,000 on that. That will be fine. For how long did you want the loan? Mm-hmm. Make it 60 days. Mm-hmm. Very well. You'll just step over this way. We'll make out the necessary thing. Mm-hmm. Thus forging the signatures of the owners of the bond, Wagner unloads thousands of dollars worth of security. But he does not reckon on the thoroughness with which Liberty Bond transfers are checked. For within a few days, Chief of Police Steckel of the Los Angeles Police Department receives a message which causes him to summon Lieutenant Lefty Gaines, head of the gangster detail, into his office. Lefty, some of those bonds stolen by pretty boy Floyd last spring are turning up here in town. Yes? Yes. Downtown Bank made a loan last week to a man who posed as the owner of $14,000 worth of Liberty Bonds. When the bank investigated the bond numbers... They found that the bonds he'd stolen from the Wyndham State Bank in Wyndham, Kansas, and that the rightful owner had never received them back. Now, I want you to go out and get the man that's unloading those bonds. Yes, sir. Any angles on it? Yes. The man that introduced to the bank was the Mr. E. E. Whaler. Oh, you mean that criminal lawyer? That's the man. Now, I suggest that you shadow him until you get a line on his companion. Yes, sir. I'll get on it right away. Two days, Lefty James shadows Whaler. Watches him meet with Cole and Wagner. Cole, he knows, is a former member of the Hastings gang in Kansas City, a man who has done time for forgery. With Wagner, he is not acquainted. Focusing his attention on Wagner, the unknown quantity, he explains his mission to the manager of Wagner's hotel, obtains permission to tap the wire to the fence's room, sits patiently hour after hour with earphones slammed to his head until... Oh, hello, Steve. Steve sent me up to relieve you so you could grab a bite of dinner. Well. Heard anything? Uh, nothing important in two days. Well, that's the way it goes. You never know. What? The call now. Hello? Hello, Elmer. This is Elgin Cole. Yes, Elgin. I got a lead on a customer for some of those bonds. Yes. Hmm. The fellow owns a jewelry store over on Olive Street, named Nussbaum. Ooh. How much would it go for? Oh, three or four grand. Five. Uh, Five. And bring those bonds with it. Don't worry. I will. 
business. What's that, Lefty? They're going to try to unload some stuff on old man Nussbaum, the jeweler. The old man Nussbaum's a friend of mine. Give me that phone, will you? Yeah. Here you are. Let me talk to Mr. Nussbaum, please. Uh, just a moment, please. I'll break this here, Steve. Hello? Hello, this is Lefty James, Mr. Nussbaum. Yeah, Lefty. How are you? Fine. Hey, Mr. Nussbaum, uh, do you know a fellow by the name of Elgin Cole? Uh, yeah. yeah I, I fixed his watch for him a couple of times. I see. Well, he's coming in to sell you some bonds in about half an hour. He's selling some bonds? Yeah. Maybe not, but you're going to act like you did. What are you talking about? Not just this. I want you to do me a favor. I'll be glad to do anything I can, Lefty. Okay, now when this guy brings these bonds in, stall them along and keep the bonds. Tell him you have to ask your wife about them or something. Well, what's it all about? Well, you got to look at the bonds, that's all. I'll be right in after he leaves. Let's look up on this, will you? Well, I'll do my best, Lefty. Okay, and thanks. All right, Steve. Hold on the stick here. I've got a little checking up to do. Well, Mr. Nussbaum, did you get the bond? Did I get the bond? Yeah, he did, and for the job of that, I, I had to tell a hundred and one lies. Yeah, that's a bond. That's right here. But, but you, better, you better not take too much time with him, because he said he was coming back in half an hour. I only need five minutes. Let's see. Serial number 618. So 9, 10, 11, and 12. This is Gus Nixon. That's all I need, Mr. Nussbaum. But tell me, Lefty, what is it all about? It's a stolen bond. Taking bank robberies in the east. Stolen bonds? What will I do when he comes back? Maybe he'll bump me off. No, no, I don't think so. Tell him you decided not to buy them. But he might decide to take me for the ride. Just to be sure there's no rough stuff, I'll post one of the boys outside. Well, I'll feel better, Lefty. Okay. I'll take care of it. And I want to thank you for your help. Glad to help you any time, Lefty. Only, only next time, don't let it be mixed up with gangsters. Okay, Mr. Nussbaum. James checks the serial numbers on the bonds with the Treasury Department in Washington. Quickly, he receives a reply. Well, Chief, I'm on the right track. How's that? Washington reports that the serial numbers of those bonds that some of Spalding was trying to sell were stolen from the Osho, Kansas State Bank. Great work. When are you going to arrest him? As soon as I find out how much of the stuff he's got with him. Yeah, that's right. We want to reclaim as much of the property as we can. Yes, sir. I'm going to stick on that tap wire, and as soon as I get a chance, I'm going through that bird room. I'll be back. The desk will tip you off when he's coming up, won't they? Yeah, but that might be any minute. He goes through his suitcase, and I'll go through the drawers in his dresser. Well, there's a nice, shiny automatic. Papers. Letters addressed to Elmer F. Wagoner in Oklahoma City. Eh. Apparently, folding isn't our boyfriend's name. Elmer F. Wagoner. Just make a note of that. Did I? Look here. Briefcase, hmm? Lucky it's unlocked. And there are $3,000 bonds in it. Fine. We got all we need. When are you going to knock them over? I'm not. Hey. Did you 
you taking that briefcase for? Why, we'll need that as evidence. Oh, no, we won't. Put it back where you found it. Well, what's the idea, Lester? Simple. Better give our Mr. Wagner enough rope. Get you at all, Lefty, letting that guy go. Not letting him go, Steve. As good as he do is, with only $3,000 worth of stolen bonds on him. Since now, we'd never locate the rest of the stuff. Oh, I'm beginning to get it. Wait a minute. Got the call coming in. Some time to think it over. What have you to say? Nothing. I'm innocent, that's all. 
about the $91,000 with the bonds in your suitcase. Oh, those. Well, I can explain those. Well, go ahead. Well, they belong to a friend of mine. He asked me to bring them to Los Angeles for him. A stolen bond. Oh, are they? Yeah. How do you explain that? Well, as a matter of fact, I knew that they were stolen, but uh, my friend gave them to me. What's your friend's name? Well, I just knew him by the name of Babe. Listen, Wagner, stop lying. They know all about you. Been on your trail for weeks. Let both of your accomplices, Elgin Cole and Edie Whaler, in jail right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, okay, tell me up if you want to. Let me tell you this. You've got a case against you you can't beat. They're placing you under a $100,000 bail. They're going to hold you right here till they put you away for good. There you are. Take it or leave it. The case is so good, we don't even need a statement from you. You're in a spot. You're going to the pen. No amount of lying can save you. And Elmer Wagner did go to the penitentiary along with his pals, Elgin Cole and E.E. E. Whaler. All three of them are serving terms of from 22 to 32 years in McNeil's Island. Thus did Los Angeles help in the downfall of the pretty boy Floyd mob. The final chapter in the activities of this infamous gang of hoodlums was written only a few months ago when pretty boy Floyd himself died from a bullet inflicted by a dying officer who had fallen before one of his murderous bullets. Thank you, Captain Hall. Ladies and gentlemen, truth is stranger than fiction. Every broadcast of Calling All Cars tells a true experience from the lives of the police who use Rio Grande cracked gasoline in their daily work. And Rio Grande's advertising is true, too, for we can prove any claims made for cracked gasoline. It is absolutely true that only in Rio Grande gasoline can you get all the benefits of the patented Sinclair cracking process, the very last word in petroleum refining. It costs you no more. Try it tomorrow. Please calling all cars. Attention all cars. The cancellation of broadcast number 81 regarding a hot bond mob operating in Los Angeles. This gang is now in custody. That is all. Bird.
Charles Frederick Lindsley, bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company. <laughs> <laughs>